Hi, and welcome to the Self Carved Podcast. My name is Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here to bring you the most amazing, mind blowing self love content. I am a self love coach. I help women just like you heal their trauma and love themselves so they can step into their full power and create the life of their dreams. I really hope you will love it here. I'll be showing up every week bringing you self-love content to aid your journey. You matter. Let's do this. Ambitious women, women who are very successful, women who are very talented, women who know a lot of things, women who are perceived as, oh wow, she's very intelligent or she's really talented. Or there's something special about her. She always seems to be able to get things right. She seems like a very confident person, right? So on the outside, someone won't be able to tell that you struggle with this, with this phenomenon or this, a syndrome that it's commonly called, right? Used, the word is used a lot. So it's a, really an internal experience. And I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of studies, I've seen a lot of articles, I've seen a lot of videos about this, especially like this year has been a lot on it. And the main thing I keep seeing is like, uh, talk about your feelings and reframe the way you speak to yourself, right? Which really ties it into self-talk, but it's so much deeper than that. It's just the same as, uh, it's just like when I was mentioning in the self-talk uh, session that when they, feelings are super intense it usually doesn't work when we just try to flip the words so we need to change the way we're feeling in that moment which is usually easiest to do when we change our state and just and it's the same with imposter syndrome if we're feeling this feeling right it's a feeling it doesn't matter what we tell ourselves because someone can be around us and even if we express to them like i don't feel like i'm good enough or I don't think I did a good job. And they say, oh my gosh, you were amazing. You deserve that price or whatever it may be, right? You did so good. It does not matter what anybody says, you still feel like you didn't do good enough. You still feel like a fraud. Yes, we said at the same time, right? You feel like an imposter, you feel that way. And therefore you tie your success to some type of luck, some type of like, Oh, listen, it's probably like God or someone else is, you know, someone else did that is because I knew this person in, in the past and they taught me something and this is why I did this today or it's not a big deal. So we kind of brush it off. When people praise us, we tend to brush it off, even though there's like evidence of our achievement. Even if there's evidence of our achievement and the, this entire room, let's say, because I'm in a conference room right now, everybody's clapping their hands and they're saying like, Ivana, you're doing a great job on this live. Uh, this masterclass has been so good. You did this good, you did that good, you did so good. And I say, no, it's not a big deal. Uh -uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was that good. I was just lucky. I was lucky to have amazing women attend and that's the only reason why I did good because of their comments and uh, I, I don't think it was good enough. And even if all of you say that you learned a lot from this masterclass, I still feel a void within and I still feel like it wasn't good enough. And the problem with imposter syndrome is that no matter how much you practice, no matter how good you get, this feeling remains there. So let me know if you can relate to this. Have you ever felt this way or do you feel like this still to this day? Or do you know someone who feels this way? So me personally, I can definitely <laughs> say that I used to struggle with this. This is not something I really struggle with anymore to that extent. But of course I have my moments too when I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing an amazing and is something missing in my business or what do I need to take it to the next level? But it's more in a healthy sense. Before it was never like that. It was like constant comparison. And then when I did something, I, I didn't feel like it was good enough. 
And when I would get praise, it didn't matter. And a lot of you already know the story I've told about, and if you're new to self-carve, you haven't heard the story probably, but when my husband and I got together, I really didn't feel good about my body at all, but my husband loved my body. And he kept telling me how beautiful he thought my body was and how sexy he thinks I am and all these things, but it didn't make me feel any better, any better about my body, okay? And the problem was also that I thought changing my body, the, the way my body looked would change the way that I felt, and that was not the case either. And it's the same thing with imposter syndrome. Like, even if we turn off the screen, because this relates back to what we talked about irritability yesterday, even if you remove the distraction, that doesn't take away the core wound inside of you, right? So someone may tell you, well, to get rid of imposter syndrome, just unfollow all the accounts you follow on Facebook, don't talk to anyone, isolate yourself, learn to cope or whatever, but we have not taken care of the real problem. It is still there. It is still there. So with imposter syndrome, just like with irritability and just like negative self-talk, it is rooted in trauma. And when I say trauma, because I know some people don't like hearing trauma all the time, Trauma is what happens inside of you, not what happens to you. So even something like being neglected or being abandoned, which people don't tend to think of enough, it didn't have to be something that society or the world considers extreme in order for you to develop traumatic symptoms and wounds from your trauma. And so when we have wounds from our trauma, we develop low self-esteem. And when we have low self-esteem, it does not matter what we do because our accomplishments, our relationships, our conversations can't buy, can't remove, like can't buy the pain away, like the pain is still there. Nothing that we add onto ourselves will remove the sense of unworthiness or lack of self-esteem. And if we, don't if we don't feel worthy, if we don't have self-esteem, then how are we supposed to accept who we are? How are we even supposed to know who we are? How, how are we supposed to respect ourselves? How are we supposed to express self-compassion and have healthy boundaries if our foundation like we've been talking about throughout this masterclass is very very rocky it's not thick at all like we're it's not a good foundation and so most people operate on a very thin on a very shaky foundation and they believe that they're gonna build this foundation by building their physical muscles or by learning more, like feeding their intellect, or by being in a relationship, or learning something new, right? Or wearing some special, uh, special clothing, right? Changing their looks, adding some surgeries, right? And I'm not for or against anything in this world, but it's all about what place you are coming from, right? Most people act from a place of, I don't feel good enough, so I will. Or I don't feel good enough, but when I figure this out, I will feel good enough. Because at the end of the day, nothing that we accomplish, and it doesn't matter who we have in our lives, if we don't feel good about ourselves, none of those things will matter. None of those things will matter, including what you accomplish. This is why this person feels like a fraud, probably also because this person is supposed to be happy. That's what society would think, that you should be happy now that you have achieved this and you feel like sad and you're frustrated and you don't even wanna own it and you don't wanna take like the glory for it, so to speak. You're like, I'm not even happy, I'm such a fraud. It must've just been some kind of luck. And you go back and you dig down, you put your head down and you're like, Okay, what's the next, next thing? What is the next thing I have to master? 
So people who struggle with imposter syndrome are very high achievers and often perfectionists, right? Obsessed with details, obsessed with getting it right. But when we strive for perfection, that's basically what we become some type of fraud because it's not real. It's not authentic to try to be something or someone who you're not. It's not authentic to continue to just add stuff to yourself, but you already don't feel good about yourself because who are you then? If you're like, okay, I'm adding this accomplishment. I'm adding this relationship. I'm adding this title. I'm adding a child. I'm this, I'm that, right? I look this way. I'm adding this, like adding a bunch of stuff on a shaky foundation doesn't make you very authentic, even if it makes you look like you have it all together on the outside. Does that make sense? Carrie said the only way to stop feeling like imposter is to stop thinking like, like, like one, that my critical voice is uh, only a thought, not a fact. I celebrate my successes. Absolutely. That is beautiful. With that being said, with that being said, there is an underlying feeling, right? There is an underlying identity and this underlying identity who you really believe who who you who you really are how you truly feel about yourself you're not willing to look at this person and because of that you're stacking you're stacking you're stacking right and we were talking about I feel like I have hair on my face we were talking about the onion there it is we were talking about the onion yesterday and my husband was cutting up an onion for me today for my salad and he was asking me if he was supposed to take out like the the core part of the onion inside like the little piece that i mentioned to you yesterday that that is the true you and i said no you don't you don't have to take it out but i'm not gonna eat that but that's the true us all these other layers are the masks that we carry so if you don't feel good about your foundation if you don't feel good about that part all the way inside of the onion you cannot have as many layers you want. That's not the real you. So of course you feel like a fraud. Because when you are achieving, you're not, a, you're, you're not going after your success from a place of, I love myself, I'm so confident, I know that what I'm doing is going to motivate and inspire other people in this world. I know that I'm more than good enough and I know that no accomplishment can replace my love for myself. So whether I win this or whether I achieve this, it does not matter. I still got my own back. I still got my own back. But I will acknowledge when I do achieve, when I do win something because it's powerful, it's really cool that I can accomplish things. But that is not who I am. And it boils down to that. We put our identity into what we are doing. Write that down. We put our identity into what we're doing. And especially for those of you who already shared with me that had the same experience like me growing up, that you mostly got praise and recognition and love when you did something, then you're going to continue to seek this achievement you're going to continue to seek some kind of external success that you pray and hope is going to give you some type of fulfillment, but it doesn't do that. It never does because you are worthy just like you are from the beginning. And just because your parents or your guardians were broken and didn't love themselves or see themselves that way and therefore failed to give you what you needed, it doesn't mean that that is a reflection of who you are. So when we don't feel good about ourselves, we're always seeking something. Some people struggle with this. Other people struggle with something else. But just think, if you never feel good enough, you're always achieving something new. You're always chasing the next thing. You're never feeling good enough. Imagine what kind of stress and anxiety you're bringing into your body. And imagine you have this, and you probably do, you have this great vision of this beautiful thing that you want to do for the world or for your clients or whoever it is, right? And you're just controlled. You're controlled by 
this sense of I'm not good enough. So then you also hold back. There are a lot of things that you don't do. There are a lot of parts of you that you don't show because you don't even know who you are. So then of course you feel I can't go live. I can't create courses. I can't hold seminars. I can't teach people. Even if you work a corporate job, I can't be the leader in this meeting. Of course you feel that way. Because you already don't feel good about yourself. And this is a big reason why a lot of women seek these high level positions in the corporate field so they can have the status and then they use that status to, to make up for how they feel about themselves. And when a conversation is tricky or when they have a challenging relationship, then they can be like, I'm the boss, right? Because I said so. And unfortunately, this is what a lot of women do with their children as well. Because they don't have a healthy relationship with themselves, they take out their pain, their anger, their sadness onto their children because they don't know how to process their own emotions and they don't understand the concept that we talked about yesterday, which is you're not responsible for how I feel. I am responsible for how I feel. I may not like it, but it is happening inside of me. And therefore, I am responsible for it. I'm responsible for healing this. It is, painful. it is a painful process, but worth it so much. We're not our vocation. Absolutely not. So do you have any questions about that so far? <clears throat> so no matter how much we do, the pain is still there, right? And we're trying to fit into this label. We take on labels and accomplishments, right? Victories. I would just keep adding and stacking and stacking and stacking, but it's like, I didn't do that. It was just luck, it just happened. I don't feel like I deserve it. That's the type of feeling that's generated. It does not matter what someone else says, but we'll look at someone else who may be as successful as us, or maybe less or more successful, it doesn't matter, and we'll give them all the praise in the world. Because they, they're the ones that did it, right? It's a beautiful thing that they achieved this victory or that they, uh, they did this thing or they wrote this book. They're so powerful. But when it comes to us, it's a different story. And the story is different because of the foundation that we operate on a very shaken, a very painful, a very thin foundation that we try to balance ourselves on. And because it hurts so much, instead of just being with that pain, getting to the root of the pain, healing that pain, healing that trauma, we add and we continue to add and we continue to add. So we don't feel like a fraud or like an imposter because there is something like mentally wrong with us. We feel that way because we're traumatized. So if we have low self-esteem and if we don't feel worthy, it doesn't matter what we accomplish. And the same, the same thing goes for people who are like jumping from relationship to relationship who can never settle down or always feel like they have to move or they have to control someone or they have to manipulate someone, right? No matter what, what the relationship looks like, they still never feel good about themselves because nothing outside of you can replace what's going on internally. So there are a lot of ways that we can cope. And that's not really my favorite word. I do understand that in the process of healing, yes, we have to have coping strategies, of course, but many people live their entire lives only with coping strategies and they have these coping mechanisms and they want to add more coping tools to their coping box. Coping is not healing. Coping is, I'm, I'm like surviving. But if you really want to thrive in your life, not just survive, you have to do the painful work. And that's the painful work that we do in Healing Academy. We have to go deep to get to the root of why my foundation is the way it is and what needs to happen. Remember the question, what? 
What needs to happen for me to change the way I feel about myself? This doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days. If you even want to label them bad days, I don't call any days bad days. It's a day and I have, I may have feelings that feel pleasant and I may have feelings that feel unpleasant. But if I make the unpleasant feelings mean something about me, if I identify with my feelings and I say, I am that, or I'm always going to be this, I'm always going to feel this way, or it's because of what someone did to me that I'm going to put myself in a state that is not conducive to me changing the way I want to feel and I'm going to be stuck and I'm going to be imprisoned and I'm going to feel like, you know, uh, the, the entire world is against me or like God and the universe is punishing me when I'm doing this to myself. Okay. We're so caught up with labels and we're so caught up with stories because humans, we do love stories and it's amazing to tell our stories, but our stories are always subjective. What if you learn to tell your story in a way that feels good inside of your body? What if you look beneath the painful memories that you have to get to the root of every freaking thing? But then we come back to what we have been talking about as well. If we decide to get on that path and once we start doing the deep healing work, now, we're going to see so much within ourselves and it's, it's a lot. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can do this. I have kids. I have a job. I have a business. I have so much to deal with. I don't have time for that. And the more you suppress it, the worse it gets. And then you become this person who's just surviving and you can't have any authentic, vulnerable, intimate relationships because you don't have a relationship within yourself, with yourself. So forget about all the accomplishments. If your relationship and your foundation with yourself is broken, then the most important thing on the planet, which is our connection with other people, we, we are wired to be connected, right? When a baby is born, the baby wants to get close to his or her mom as soon as possible. And if the baby is not nurtured and is not fed and is not getting the love and the attention it's craving, it's gonna die. Like we crave that and having superficial relationships, which most people have because you can't have a real relationship with someone unless you have a relationship with yourself. And I don't know, this is something that's the, the sentence is thrown around a lot, but let's really break it down to understand why. And we have to ask ourselves who is showing up in the relationship. Who is showing up when we're working, when we are achieving whatever it is that we're working or striving toward achieving or accomplishing in our lives? Who is that person? Not just, oh, let me cope. So I'm just going to shut down my phone and I'm going to drink some coffee and I'm just going to make sure I cope with this right now because it's too intense. very simple it's very simple if you're not willing to be in pain for a while if you're not willing to bleed for a while then you're gonna continue to bleed on other people all right so I'm tweaking that quote a little bit if you don't allow yourself to feel everything if you don't allow yourself to let everything out if you don't allow yourself to see the truth behind why you feel like a fraud, why you feel like an imposter. And the answer is simple. You're not your freaking self. So if you're not yourself, then how are you supposed to feel proud of anything that you're accomplishing? Who is this person that, are, that is accomplishing these things? That is receiving these things that are get, that, that is getting all these trophies and these diplomas and this recognition from her clients or her boss or her coworkers or her clients, right? Who is this person? And if that person is not you, if you're not achieving from a place of self-love, 
which is the best achievement, right? I love myself so much. Let me be a force of creation. Let me just like do all these amazing things on this planet. I don't do them because I don't feel good about myself. I do them because they become an extension of my power, of my authenticity. I become this force that cannot be stopped. And I don't need anyone to tell me, oh my gosh, you did so good. Yes, I appreciate it, but that's not why I am doing it. And that is the thing with people that struggle with imposter syndrome. They do things or they don't do things because they're concerned with other people. And other people's reactions. And even though they, it's the same thing over and over again, people do tell you you're doing amazing and you, <coughs> excuse me, and you don't feel it, you're still gonna continue to seek it just like a person who continues to get divorced over and over again. My husband and I uh, had a client about three years ago, I think, hold on. No, she wasn't a client. She was chatting with us about becoming a client. I don't think she became a client. But she told us she had been married seven years. No, not seven. She told us, I don't know where the seven years came from. She told us she had been married seven times. And I'm sharing this story because I'm judging her. Or if, not that I'm judging you either if you've been married many times. But when she said that, it was full-blown I don't take ownership for anything. It was all them. Like it was all their fault. And in a situation like that, when you're like, okay, this is not working, I'm gonna do it again. This person is not working, something must be wrong with them or something must be wrong with the world, so I'm gonna do it again, I'm gonna do it again, and do it again until I find the right person, right? But no one is ever the right person. And you're bringing the same person into these relationships. And it's the same thing here when we're talking about accomplishing things, doing things. You think the next gig or the next client or the next course or the next speech, the next meeting, the next situation is gonna do it, is gonna change the way you feel about yourself and it never does, but you have made it in your mind because you wanna survive, because you don't wanna come back home to yourself and truly feel what's going on. So you have to continue the cycle, the search, this continue, the continuing, like this continuous doing. And it never gets you anywhere, so you become like a hamster on a wheel, spinning around, not getting anywhere, and you're stuck in this cage, achieving trying to be perfect, never feeling like you're good enough, or you're trying to be perfect, but you don't even feel good enough, when none of us are perfect as you are, like that, but no one is perfect in the sense that, in, in the sense that we're seeking perfection. And I know. When I first started coaching, oof, I was so worried that it wouldn't be good enough. So I did all the things, I included all the things, the best possible price, like I killed myself because I was concerned that it wouldn't be good enough. So I wanted to prove myself because I was used to doing that as a child. And this doesn't just happen in our careers, this happens in our relationships too. This is how people easily fall prey to being <laughs> people pleasers. Because they think the more I please, the more love I'm gonna get. And it never comes. And they still feel empty. Just like you do the next thing. And you still feel empty. And it's all rooted in your relationship with yourself. How you feel about yourself. How healed you are. How much you know yourself. How much confidence you have in the woman that you are. And even though she's not perfect, She's a piece of art and she's always growing. She's always evolving and she has the ability to carve herself into whatever she wants to be, right? And that's the very definition of a self-carved woman. We've all been through a lot in our own way and we're not here to compare our pains, but we're here because we've been through a lot. 
And we have decided that no matter what I went through, it doesn't matter what I went through, I'm still going to choose who I want to be. But we can't choose to become the next level version of ourselves. We can't get to know ourselves more deeply if we continue to run through achievement or uh, through relationships, jumping from relationship to relationship or lying to ourselves as we are in a relationship, coming up with excuses for why our life is the way it is when our life is always a reflection of what's going on inside of ourselves, right? I'm not sure if this is right, but for me, I have learned to overcome imposter syndrome. Know the signs. No, you're not alone. Distinguish humility and fear. Let yourself, uh, let go of your inner perfectionist. Be kind to yourself. Track and measure your successes. And most importantly, talk about it with a mentor or a coach. And lastly, say yes to new opportunities. Carrie, I love that. It's very similar to the few tips I was going to uh, actually share at the end of this masterclass. So that's perfect. I love that. It's absolutely perfect. So I want you to be really honest with yourself right now. And you don't have to write it here, but I would love if you write it here in the comment box. But how much of you is being expressed in your business, with your children, at your job, with your spouse, with your partner, with your friends, with new people in your life? with your coach, with your clients, with your patients, how much of you is being expressed? Who is it that is showing up? Because when we can really nip it in the bud, and I love that I thought it was the butt, <laughs> nip it in the butt. Uh, and for those of you who don't know like me very well, I'm not American because majority of the members in here are, but we do have a lot of foreigners too. I'm half Croatian and half Serbian, and I was born in Sweden. I, I, was, I, I grew up in Sweden, I was not born in Sweden. And I have been in the US for almost 10 years now. But anyway, when, when we wanna look at it, and we nip it in the bud for what it is, and we decide, when I do have a conversation with my kid, I'm gonna make sure that I'm very present with myself. I'm gonna be very present with each word that I, each word that I choose. And if I ever react to something that my child says, I'm gonna apologize ASAP, like yesterday. And I'm gonna teach my child what it looks like to take ownership and hold, our, hold yourself responsible for when you mess up. And the same thing in a romantic relationship, the same thing with your clients, with your colleagues, with your customers, with your patients, whatever it is that you're doing. When we can mess up and still embrace that, and that's the best word I can pick right now, when we do something that is not beneficial to a relationship and we can own it and we can apologize, that builds a lot of trust. That's what, that's what helps us gain respect. It's not our title. It's not our status. It's not our vocation. It's none of that. It's who we are. So if you're like, oh yeah, I, when I do things, I am really not myself. I put myself in a very, very bad, in a very bad situation, or I distract myself from what I'm really feeling, and I put on this like superwoman costume, right? Or this goddess costume, even though I don't feel that way. I don't feel like her. If we feel like her, there's nothing wrong like it. But then it's not going to be about adding. It's, it's going to be about bringing it, bringing it out from within us. And our inner superwoman shines through. Our inner goddess shines through. Because we feel that way. And when we operate from that place, right? I used to, when I used to record videos in the past, when I first started working as a coach, I did not feel that way. 
And now when I go back and watch the videos, I'm like, <laughs> I don't judge myself. I'm like, how did they even hear what I was saying? I wouldn't even listen to me either because I was just about the doing. But I didn't feel good while I was doing and I didn't feel good after I did it. And I judged myself and I said how horrible my performance was. And then someone would say, you did great. I'm like, yeah, right? That's not true because I didn't feel that way. Everything changes when we changes the way we, when we change the way we feel about ourselves. So if we can make the commitment to ourselves that I'm not going to operate from a place of hurt, I'm not going to pretend that I'm someone I'm not while I am doing something, as I am communicating with someone, as I'm experiencing something. And as long as I can commit to that, then when I start showing up from an authentic, authentic place, then I'm going to feel some sense of, ha, I, yeah, I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel proud. And that's going to drive me to want to experience that even more. So that's one piece, right? Deciding to do that. But the other piece is really everything that we're doing in between. Everything that is going on when we're not doing, when we're not creating, when we're not in action, so to speak. And for those of you who are like chronic doers, I know we have some chronic beers here in the group as well. But it's all the same thing. It's always the same thing. It's about how you feel about yourself. Someone who steals, someone who commits any type of crime doesn't feel good, about, good enough about themselves. They have scarcity, right? They have a scarcity mindset. They don't feel good about themselves. They haven't been getting help for their trauma. And they try to distract themselves just like you have been distracting yourself with many different things. Just like I was distract, distracting myself with many different things growing up. And it's not about us looking at the world, judging people for what they're doing or the way that they're coping with their pain. It's about us acknowledging it inside of us, healing those wounds. And then we change the way we feel about ourselves. And when we've changed the way we feel about ourselves, the way we show up changes. That's one thing. But the way we feel about our performance changes as well. And it no longer becomes Oh, how I am, am I performing or how are people perceiving me? No, it's all about making an impact, influencing people, making sure that the message is being delivered or that this amazing performance is being felt, is being seen, is being understood and experienced on a different level, on a deeper level. And now, because we have this strong sense of self, and we trust ourselves and we love ourselves and we believe in ourselves, now it no longer becomes about us. Now it's no longer about us. And this is the very piece that we were talking about when I said a person who loves herself, she is way more selfless than the person who is not doing this work, who's not loving herself. Because why? She's always going to be concerned with how she looks, how people perceive her. And that will cram her up. That will make her turn into a robot. That will make her be so much less self-expressed. She won't even be able to be self-expressed because she doesn't know who she is. Does that make sense? So the more you invest in yourself, the more work that you do, then you're really unleashing something extremely, extremely, extremely powerful. And you know you're powerful, you just know it. Like you don't have to understand anything because it's not about this mental level anymore. Now it's about a heart level. Your heart and, and your brain are coherent and you feel this deep soul connection with yourself. And now it's about that being unleashed, that being expressed. And you know how to lean back and trust. You know how to take action. It just comes naturally. Because you're not forcing anything. You're not putting too much effort in it. And that's the problem. We were taught 
that everything is supposed to be about effort. When in reality, life is supposed to be effortless. And that doesn't mean that things are easy. It just means that we want to pull experiences and people and situations to us. We want to be the magnet. And we draw it into us, but then we act. But it's effortless because it's fun. It feels good. We are in our mission. We're following our vision. And it's effortless so much pressure we're pushing against so many things and like i said when we talked about the anti in the self-talk master class we're anti everything we create so much chaos inside of ourselves so it's time to step back like okay you you, you feel like an imposter let's find out why you feel like a fraud let's find out why and let's deal with that so we can remove the symptom because feeling like an imposture is just the symptom of something deeper. Your irritability is just a symptom to something deeper. Your negative self-talk is just the result of how you feel about yourself, your mindset, your ability to be able to distinguish between your thoughts and who you are your emotional intelligence, because if you're reactive in the like outside world, you're gonna be reactive to the inner world too because you're only reactive to the outside world because you're reactive up in here. There are no cool, calm, collected people who don't have a reactive relationship with their, with their thoughts that are reactive on the outside. It's always a reflection. So if you had a lot of chaos in your life, it's because you've had a lot of chaos here. When this changes, then that changes too. Not because that person changed anything, but because you changed within yourself. And then the beautiful thing is that no matter what people do, no matter how much they invest in themselves or don't invest in themselves, you still feel good because you don't look for anything. You don't depend on anything, okay? Let me just see if I've covered all the things I want to cover. I want to make sure you get everything. Right. So some of the questions a person would ask herself if she struggles with imposter syndrome would be like, am I deserving this? Right? It's a question like, am I really like, you're receiving it and you're seeing continuous evidence, but you're still asking the, this question. Am I good enough? Right? which is one of the core fears for all humans, not being good enough and not being loved. And then this one, what do others think? And even when others tell us what they think, we're still freaking out. It's still not good enough. And we don't ever take the time to celebrate our successes because we don't feel like we were deserving of them. So we don't build our confidence Light turned off. We don't build our confidence. And then we just bury our hand in the sand and continue on. And we just experience the same thing over and over again. And we get to that, what I just said, like what's next? What's coming up next? What can I do now? So I want, to, I want you to think of, um, I want you to think of a set of emotions that I would say characterize a person who's struggling with imposter syndrome. I want, to, I want you to paint this picture in your head. And I'm not talking about this today for you to be like, okay, this is me. I have this. Like diagnose me. First of all, it's not a diagnosis, okay? It's not recognized as such. So that's why the word imposter is not correct. The second thing is, we're talking about this for you to see yourself more clearly. For you to be able to identify some things maybe you have been over, that you have been overlooking. So what ca categorizes a person who struggles with feeling like an imposter, right? Is there fear? Is there a doubt? Is there shame? Is there guilt? 
Like what key emotions would you put for this type of person? And even it being it yourself, if it's you. And this is so maybe that you've been saying, well, everybody has that imposter syndrome, but not me. But after today, you're like, yeah, I think I do have some of that. And that's amazing because it gives you an, an opportunity to heal even more. Or maybe you're like, I don't really have that like that in, in terms of achieving and accomplishing. But I do see and I do feel how maybe this could be showing up and messing up my relationships. And it's important for me to change this. So once you identify what categorizes a person who struggles with imposter syndrome, you're able, to, you're able to clearly see that it's these very emotions that are causing this. And these emotions by themselves are not bad. Emotions are not good or bad. They're not positive or negative. They feel pleasant and they feel unpleasant, but they're really there to guide us. And if we're feeling doubt, like if we doubt ourselves, unworthiness, absolutely. If we, if we doubt ourselves, then what is our performance really going to be like, right? So these are some questions I want you to ask yourself. So what ca categorizes a person with imposter syndrome? What are the underlying emotions? What is she saying to herself? Right now we're getting the self-talk in there. Because her self-talk is followed. And if you're honest with yourself, do you truly believe that the self-talk is very positive? No, right? And like I said, even if it's subtle, it's still not helping. Some people are trapped and they say, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life because they're afraid of failure and they're afraid of being judged or not good enough. So they don't even want to try. Other people are like, I'm going to keep doing, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep accomplishing. I'm still not going to feel good enough. I don't deserve the praise. It wasn't me. It was just luck. I'm connected with all these people and that's why this happened. It has nothing to do with me, right? So they're both extremes. So we want to be somewhere else, not even in the middle, but we want to create a new path where you operate from a place of healing, where you operate from a place of self-love, where you operate from a place of self-confidence, where you operate from a place of high self-esteem, self-trust, self-belief, self-respect, full of like, <laughs> ha, like I can't wait to express who I am to this world. So let's talk about the main three things that need to happen. And Carrie shared some amazing ones in order for a person to heal this psychological or mental experience, whatever you want to call it, this phenomenon. And the first thing, which I think you can already guess, is to be working on healing the trauma. Seeing the emotions for what they are, being brave enough to sit with them, to explore them, to befriend them, to get, in, to get to the root of where they're coming from, why they're still hanging on, why they're still hanging around. Change your relationship to your emotions. It's so important. To hang around like that because you don't want them and you hate them and you want to distract yourself, that has to end. So healing is key. It's the number one piece to acknowledge to yourself that you feel the way you do to start stop looking outside of yourself and instead come back home to yourself to see what is going on in my body what kind of experiences have I been having and why and what needs to happen for me to change this what needs to happen for me to honor my emotions more what needs to happen for me to heal my inner child what needs to happen in order for me to befriend my nervous system and this is something that we're doing in healing academy Right? So the healing piece is super, super important. And it's a never-ending process. So if you're like, I've been healing, but I still feel this way, you have to continue. And you have to try different things. Like, just because 
I worked with one coach, took one coaching program for business, like I'm talking about my business, for example, and I did a few trainings. I can't be like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna be a billionaire. I have it all together because I did it. Hello. <laughs> this is a never ending journey. We have to continue, we have to continue. When you start feeling more healed, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're never gonna feel sad or angry again or frustrated or anxious, that's not what it's about, but you have changed your relationship with yourself and you start seeing yourself for who you are instead of thinking you're a piece of crap, you're not good enough and you don't even know who you are, right? And that brings us to the next piece, which is all about self-love, which is all about learning about who you are. So healing, and then it's really about getting to know yourself. Getting to know yourself is key too. Once you start getting to know who you are, what's special about you, not so much about what you can do, but who you are and what you have to offer to yourself and you start changing your relationship with yourself, that changes everything. It changes everything. Even if you continue to do the same thing, you don't have to change your profession or you don't have to change your partner. You're going to notice a huge shift within and therefore you're going to notice a shift outside as well. And even, even let's say if nothing changes on the outside, you're going to have the confidence and the respect for yourself and have enough boundaries to be like, that's not for me any longer. I know my worth, right? Because that was one of the things Carrie just said, unworthiness is one of the things we're feeling. And then we can walk away and we can walk away without thinking that, oh, we're gonna be uh, alone for the rest of our lives, or we're never gonna find a better job, or we're never gonna get another client. It's not like that anymore. It's like, I walk by faith. I trust in myself, I believe in myself. I know what's been going on. I know that I have been creating all these things, and if I have been creating all these things, then now the real me, really coming out, can create some very magical things. The third thing is creation. Cre creating. Once you're working on your healing and once you're working on your self-love, now you have built a new foundation. Now you can start creating from that place. Creating helps us transcend our emotions. Creating helps us express who we are. And when I say creating, it can be anything. It can be creating through dance, literature. It can be... Um, it can be um, uh, sports, like it can be anything. You come up with something new, you come up with a new project, you create a new project, you create a new course, you create a new system in your industry like that everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's powerful, let's use it in this business. It can be anything, but it's coming from a place of, I feel good enough, what does the world need? How can I serve? It's no longer just about me. I've taken care of me and I continue to take care of me and therefore I'm getting all these brilliant ideas and I don't feel stuck anymore because I feel confident in who I am and my abilities, so I'm gonna take action. So the creation piece is super powerful. It helps us express who we are. It helps us make an impact on this world. It helps us help other people. If we're not creating, if we're not sharing, if we're not being self-expressed, then we cut other people off from the opportunity to be immersed in our magic. And then you're really doing the world a disservice, okay? So healing, getting to know yourself, creating, and the final piece is, what is that? What do you think? <laughs> getting support, getting guidance. It's a non-negotiable. Neither of these are, none of these are. You have to get support. <laughs> You have to be guided on your journey. If 95% of our thoughts, actions, emotions, and even our energy is subconscious, we literally don't see it. What does that mean? It means we need to have an outside perspective. And if we wanna heal on a deeper level, cutting ourselves off from the world is not gonna help us. When we're allowing ourselves to be exposed, especially to someone in a safe environment like a coach or a mentor that can help us see us in a different light, that can help us see our pain and our struggles and our confusions and our blocks that we're not even aware of, then it's easy for us to fix them because we've had them pointed out. And the beautiful thing is that most of the time we see them ourselves. 
Because when, we're, we're, when we are in the energy of someone who is on the path where we wanna go, where we wanna head, who has what we wanna have, who is a type of person that we would love to be, but in our own way, then we can see things more clearly. So that is a non-negotiable, all of them are, okay? So how about that? How do you feel now? <laughs> this was the Delve Deeper Masterclass. This was the Delve Deeper Masterclass. I'm so happy to have shared it with you. Let me know how you're feeling. And I wanna take a brief moment to share what's coming up in case you wanna continue this journey with me. I'm not gonna take long. I know you're probably like, oh my gosh, there's so much to take in. But I'm gonna share four things really quick. I said yesterday is gonna be three, but it's actually four. So the first thing that is coming up this month, at the end of this month, is Soulful Self-Love. One of my favorite programs. It's gone from seven to 10 days long, and it's boom, 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 boom. It's very, very intense. And we're diving deeper into you, getting to the really core, the very root, the very foundation of who you are. It's nothing superficial. Like we're talking about real, true, soulful self-love. When we're learning about awareness, we're learning about who we are. We're learning about our true identity. We get to build our true identity. We learn about setting boundaries. We're bringing our awareness to what is. We, we're building, building self-resilience to be resilient in life. We're changing the very foundation that we stand on when it comes to our relationship to ourselves. That is what soulful self-love is all about. It's 10 days long, it's coming up at the end of this month, and it's really, really powerful. Kara said, excellent, I'm so happy. All right, that program is now officially, with me saying this, is officially now on pre-sale for $777 in full, or 1,111 in payments, okay? And it's available for the next 48 hours then it's going up to $888. So if you want on that, message me in my inbox. The second program that is coming up is in April, and that is Healing Academy. That is Healing Academy. So based on what you've been experiencing throughout this masterclass, you're like, oh, I need so much healing, or I need to love myself more, I need to understand myself more, right? These, these programs are going to help you tackle whatever it is for you. Maybe it's both. So Healing Academy is all about trauma healing peeling off the onion layers, waking up to the true you. Who are you beneath the pain? Who are you beneath the anxiety? Who are you beneath the depression? Who are you beneath these insecurities? Who are you beneath these identifications? Who are you beneath all of that, right? And for that to happen, we have to do a lot of healing work. And that includes befriending our emotions, mapping out our nervous system, understanding our nervous system, so many things that come with it. So in that program, we do that and it has a lot of Q&A sessions as well. And it's really, really powerful. But that program is for you if you want to heal trauma. It's really, really powerful. And this round is going to have a lot of new sessions as well. So I'm super excited about that. That program is on pre-pre-sale because I have not launched it yet. So that one is $777 as well or $1,111 in installments. Now, there are two things also that you can take advantage of if you choose to. So I will be launching another round of my mastermind. Mastermind is a little different than my programs. It's an intimate uh, setting on Zoom where you are getting some coaching, you're getting the support from the other women, and we're really like up-leveling. It's like, we've been doing this work, we're ready to level up, we're ready to move up, we're ready to like calibrate to some different energies, we're ready to really integrate the things that we've been learning, right? So we're doing the calls on Zoom, and then we're also doing, then you're also getting group messenger support on Voxer, so our, so our mastermind has its own chat on Voxer. So that's really powerful. I'm gonna share more information about that later. But if you want in on that, let me know. It is at a special price now before it comes out, okay? And finally, there is one more day left. For those of you who've seen me share, I have put out a special offer to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. It's called It's My Turn, and it's for the woman who's like, I'm done putting myself on the back burner. I know I deserve so much. I'm ready to invest in a coach, and a coach that I believe, that I trust in, that I know is gonna help me get to the next level of self-love and healing in my relationships, in my career, and all of the beautiful things, and I wanna invest for a longer period. So it's a three-month experience with me. 
it is um, it is expiring tomorrow. So if you want to jump on that, you're going to save $1,111 monthly if you want to be on a, on a payment plan for that. So it is at a more affordable price than I usually charge for private coaching. So those are the four things I wanted to share with you today. If you have any questions, I can clarify, but if you're ready to jump on the programs, you can bundle them, you can do them separately. If you want to do the mastermind or maybe the private coaching, let me know, all right? And if this was all you wanted to watch and what I wanted to see, I'm still so, so grateful that you were here for this experience. Now we're gonna jump over to Clubhouse. I will say at, let's do it at 5.30. We'll jump over at 5.30. That gives you some time to ask questions here in the group. And then we're gonna jump over on Clubhouse and we'll do the Q&A there. You can ask me any questions that are related to this masterclass and also any questions that you have about the offers that I shared with you. Right, but I'm just an inbox away if you have any questions. Thank you so much, ladies, and I will see you soon. Mwah.